cannot play God than wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of Beds, Beers, Beats and Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Where we, your hosts, Kaylee and Lisa, take you through the sci-fi original series Battlestar Galactica and on our new studio, <laughs> which is my mattress on the floor yeah. underneath the loft bed of my new house, which I am not going to sleep in. Uh, and so, yeah, welcome. The it's best, very cozy. The best studios come with a bed as pretty much the whole room. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's how the pros do it. Um, that's what I'm uh, to understand. Um, we also can't stand our stands on the bed so we are one beer hand one if, microphone hand if we had another hand we'd take a picture for you yeah but we just don't <laughs> we, we'll, we'll see what we can do um anyway sorry for our long hiatus mm-hmm. it's been uh very stressful we've been trying very hard to get this back on the air as quickly as possible um as i mentioned on twitter we're going to do three weeks in a row and catch ourselves up to where we're meant to be so brace yourselves yay (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be great um but um also yay i have my name on a lease in an apartment in new york city that's a pretty good milestone yeah lisa 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 anyway (laughs) um, (laughs) goodness me (laughs) goodness gracious um so great listener feedback from last episode um, I'm going to awkwardly read a bunch of it now. Awesome. Um, so Gunny is actually short for Gunnery Sergeant. Yeah, I didn't, it's didn't, not a call didn't sign. catch that. Yeah, but thanks, yeah, Steve. Yeah, thought, thought Matthias was just a real gun-happy gal. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. Uh, we all make mistakes. Um, <laughs> also, Steve, I am not watching ahead and I'm very offended you that you accused. would accuse me of that. I am very... Very dedicated to keeping this spoiler free, and it is very difficult now that I have Hulu. And <laughs> it's just like, do you want to watch the next episode? Yeah, li- when yes, you log I into really do. Hulu, season four pops up. Yeah, so I'm exactly. Sorry. No, it's it's totally. So how dare you? I think is my feedback there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Anna uh, told us a little bit of info on the time jump. Uh, apparently, they just wanted everyone to have something, and apparently, a wedding ring wasn't enough for Apollo. <laughs> Some dickhead in the writer's room was like, why don't we make him fat? Yeah, like, I get that everyone had a physical change. I just... Dee didn't, did she? Did she? She, her, she got her, her ring. Longer? And maybe her, maybe her hair was longer? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She's she mostly got an, she got an attitude is what she got against yeah. her husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, as I thought, Adama doesn't know about Sharon's baby. Okay. They it's okay. Are, we okay, all make no, mistakes. We no, just no, went over this. As of right now in the <laughs> series, in the spoiler-free series, I think they want us to question whether Adama knows or not. Okay. We had never saw Adama get told the, yep. what the plan was. Um, but, okay, they had that little meeting about what to do with the Cylon baby, and Adama was, like, 100% on board with the fact that Sharon couldn't raise the baby. Mm-hmm. So, Did you go back and watch these episodes? Maybe. <laughs> You're like, I couldn't be wrong. I can't be wrong. I just, they, I think they played that scene and they played this episode to make you wonder whether Adama knows or not. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you hear that? That's, Anna? that's my story <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, 
Also, apologies. I think I've just hit the microphone to my face twice already. Yeah, we're pretty clumsy without the (laughs) microphone stands. So, um, I'm probably going to go to drink it at some point. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, After the second beer gets cracked, I'm sure that we'll get a little confused. Um, Also, really sorry about the really, really quiet episodes. I also listened to it to listen to the um, production quality. And I was like, yeah, this is tricky on the New York subway. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think we've nailed it this time. Hopefully. Touch and wood. There's plenty you. around us. <laughs> thank you for sticking with us through our technical difficulties. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Working it um, out. All right. Do you want to tell us about, well, first of all, the amazing beer that we're drinking yeah. in the very colorful container. This is actually my state colors back home in South Australia. Oh, I didn't even know like South Red. Sh- I didn't know you Australia didn't. had different parts. <laughs> we have states there. <laughs> I genuinely Be had, more American. Genuinely I had no idea. <laughs> so the, my home state colors. Fun fact about Adelaide. Um, they're red, yellow, and blue. Oh. As is this can. This can of Gone Away Beer. From Chicago, Illinois. From Chicago for the episode. It's a Exodus, nice IPA, which is my two. favorite kind of beer. When the humans mm. go away from New <laughs> <laughs> I wish we were a video just for that part. <laughs> it was like Kaylee was doing a commercial for when you've gone away from New Caprica. We need a tasty brew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about season three, episodes three and four, Exodus, parts one and two. They were written by Bradley Thompson and David Weddle and directed by Felix Alcala, who directed Razor. Felix is also the name of my favorite character. Really? I didn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I might have mentioned it once or twice. Um, This episode won the 2007 Emmy for Outstanding Special Visual Effects. I would assume the second part because the first part doesn't have a lot of visual effects. Um, And it was also nominated for directing and sound editing. So it's a a quite notable episode. Mm. Mm -hmm. I didn't even notice the sound editing, but I guess that's a sign of the good things. There weren't any like weird... There are a lot of explosions and stuff. Yeah. I think that's more... It's more about that and less about eating. When you couldn't work out what um, Apollo was eating because it wasn't (laughs) making any sound. (laughs) Shout out. Throwback. Throwback throwback to last episode. The nuts that didn't crunch. Yes, exactly. So (laughs) none of that in this episode. No, they they learned from their mistakes. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Let's get into uh, Exodus part one. Um, so we start, uh, back where we ended the last time, I believe, which mm-hmm. is, um, at the place where they are, it looks like they're lining up Yeah, some prisoners about to execute them. Uh, and Jammer sends Callie a running away and, uh, we hear some gunshots fired while she's still running. And like, it's wicked obvious that like people didn't die. It's like that. What, what is it? There's another show that does this. Every show does this. I know. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. There are so many like TV tropes in this episode and some of them I'm like, all right. And some of them I'm like, I don't care how many times I see this. I love it every time. <laughs> so, you know, we'll talk about those as we hit them. <laughs> um, and then we uh, were flashing back to an hour earlier uh, and we've got Ellen and Saul kind of having a little tender moment together with his oh, vacant eye hole. It's just... Oh. This episode, <laughs> Saul and Ellen, it's just like, oh. It's heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and she's, it seems like she's about to, to fess up. She's like, so I'd do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> like right before I think she's about to say what's going on. Chief busts in all frantic and sweaty saying Callie's on the list and he's freaking out. And where's the baby, by the way, he doesn't have the baby on him. He left the, it with someone. He must have left the baby with someone. I'm fine mm. that they didn't like stop to tell us about. I want to see Chief's babysitter arrangements. Baby on his chest, like that would be cute. Koala, koala style? No, that's not right. What's it called when they have them on their chest? It's really cute. I also have been looking at a lot of people carrying babies around New York, and I'm like, man, that's like the best coat ever. <laughs> you just carry a baby on your front. Maybe I should do that with my dog. She's, yes, she's very warm. Yes. Is she small enough to fit in one of those baby things? It would be a little awkward. She's very long. She's a little dog, but she's so long. Yeah, we have quite a long torso. She True. Yeah. Yeah, I think we could anyway. work it out. Guys, if you know of any of... Um, Someone send me a doggy Bjorn. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywho, um, speaking of Her babies... first. New Brooklyn fashion. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> We've got this great line from Saul saying the last thing you want is me and Ellen for parents. And <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. 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 So um, get your shit together. It's very self-reflective. Yeah. Yeah. They know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they, they never tried didn't to have, have kids. kids. Can you imagine that conversation? <laughs> Should we have kids? But we're kind of rubbish people. <laughs> Could we be drunk all the time still? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, no. way too se- way too selfish for children. Those yeah, two, it's yeah, fine. they know twist? it. Nothing wrong. Can you have the children with the twist? I don't know. We never established whether the twist <laughs> is a baby making type of sex act. We don't know. Anyway, continue. She, I mean, she's on top, so you'd have to figure. You could you could twist yourself into a pregnancy. <laughs> Well, I think Ellen's past that at this point anyway. Maybe. Oh, we should She's make about to be about real, real She's past that. really past it. <laughs> um, all right. After the credits. Uh, so we've got two scenes that are kind of cut um, cut together. That it goes back and forth from these two scenes. So I'm going to talk first about um, this meeting of Sharon and Sam that we see kind of from the other side this time. We got Sam's perspective in the last episode. And now we have Sharon's perspective where we see that uh, she's got she's got good old Matthias with her. Mm-hmm. She says, um, you know, put some put some soldiers over there on the ridge for cover, so the attack is not going to go as badly as it might have. Um, I love that this rendezvous point is called Breeders Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> not a place for the ties. <laughs> not a place for the ties, but it's also like. I don't know if y'all know this, but us queers, an affectionate term we have for the heterosexuals is breeders. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like that maybe the Cylons call them that too. Oh, I've never heard that expression before. No? No, I guess no. I'm not queer enough. <laughs> Thanks for letting me into your club. We're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> not that queer people can't have babies, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Um... Yeah, and so we've got an attack from, we. there's some skin jobs, and then there's some bullet heads, and there's RPGs, and there's so much language being thrown around. Um, and then Gunny saves the day with her RPG. Gunny? Gunny. <laughs> <laughs> Matthias. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what happened to the skin jobs who were there. They might have run away. 
Um, and then we've got this guy whose name I don't know who finds the map. The map that led the Cylons mm-hmm. to Breeders Canyon. And um, I love that they know right away that it's Sam's handwriting. Like he writes them all little love notes or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is your handwriting. <laughs> Uh, and Sam knows immediately that it's Ellen. He doesn't mm. like take a beat. I mean, she's the last person who had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also the most sus. Um, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, how do we feel about Brita for a call sign for Rebecca Wood? Who gets a call <gasps> sign this episode? <laughs> I feel like we should ask Rebecca how she feels about <laughs> Brita. <laughs> Does she have children? Does she want children? Know. We don't know much about you, Rebecca. Uh, we gotta, we gotta. Please, please let us know if you're offended by the call sign. <laughs> we'll give you, we'll give you another one. We'll see how the episode pans out. It's just so good. It's a really it's good just one. Really good. It's, if it's not yours, it belongs to somebody. Yes, for sure. <laughs> All right. Um. So then we've got uh, the other scene that we've been cutting back and forth to, which is Chief just being not the guy you want in a crisis. Nope. He is so flustered and so panicked and he's throwing papers everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) He finds what he needs and then he's like on the mission and he's walking and who shows up but my girl Celix. Celix is also my girl. I have several girls. You have so many girls. (laughs) I just love like a badass military babe. It's fair. Mm -hmm. That's why we watch the show. That's that's very much why I watch this show. Um, And so they're going to rescue Callie. um, And, you know, maybe some other people. Uh, (laughs) It's mostly about Callie. All about Callie. I think there are other. Rosalind and Zarek are there. Well, they find that out now, and Chief's like, oh, shit, they got Rosalind and Zarek, like, <laughs> just to establish where we all are. It's so exposition-y. Um, and they're going to try to take out the uh, the Centurions, but Kelly's in the line of fire. So there's this very dramatic moment. It's so tense. Where instead of just being like, wait till I, like... Get Callie and then open fire. He's like, count to five. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, slow motion. And this five count, I, I timed it. Take The five count takes 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe his seconds are just different on you, Caprica. You don't know. I don't know how time works there. Exactly. Time could be different. Right? Um, and so one of the things about having two directors for... The last episode in this episode is what happens here just fully does not line up with <laughs> what we saw before, which was Callie still running with no one else in frame and, and shots, being, the shots fired, are being fired like while she's still running. Yeah. And here we we definitely see Chief like take her down, yeah, like cover her, and then they they start firing. But you know what? Hey, it's all good. I mean, consistency. Who needs it? <laughs> Um, so they're, they take out the centurions, they take out some civilian police and, uh, Jammer kind of sees what's happening and he gets out of Dodge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they still don't know he's bad. They still don't know he's bad. Mm. Oh, he's not bad. He got, he got wrapped up in some people just trying to do the right thing. Maybe. In their own weird fucked up way. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll get into that at some point. (laughs) Um... So they save the day, and then uh, we have this fucking... I love Tom's Eric, but we have this fucking moment 
where they roll to the ground and he's like been a while since a woman threw me to the ground not as much fun as i remember and it's just like really tom i mean i love it (laughs) (laughs) but i'm such a sucker for sarik also my favorite character him and gator and uh i um i'm here for his cheesy lines (laughs) roslyn loved it you know she did no she did that awkward laugh where she's like "Uh," like just yeah yeah i don't think she wanted to give him that I mean, look. We definitely read this scene different ways. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm just, it doesn't matter what he says. Just if I when was he's in committing terrorist attacks, a I still life or death him. situation, and that was the thing that a man <laughs> said to me after we didn't die, I would punch him. Yeah, probably. <sighs> but he does have a flirty rapport with Rosalind. Oh my so God. I, mean, I, I guess sex in real life. Um, and then we see they've, they've lined up some of the, uh, human police. They've lined them up against the trucks and we don't know what happens to those guys. Oh, well, I think we can guess that it's not very nice. I mean, they're escaping everyone off of a planet. So Mm. I don't know if they took time to, to bring those fellas along. Yeah. Maybe that's how it is. I don't know. Um, but then we have this, this very touching, like uplifting moment where like, Chief and Rosalind are like, oh, it's so good to see you. And yeah. then Callie's got this where do we go from here moment. Where do we go? You knew I would. From here. <laughs> How dare you. Money in the puffy jar, everybody. Money in I the puffy jar. I looked her right in the eye when I said it. Just to wait. And, <laughs> uh, and Chief gets to say, we're going home. We're going oh. home to our battered up old spaceship in, in the, the sky. sky. Side note, did see a Firefly encyclopedia today at the bookstore, oh, wow. which like, nerd culture is intense. It's pretty big. And I was like, <laughs> there was one season. <laughs> How much material do you have? Does anybody- Are does, there comics? Does it go into- I, I think so. Like there must Like be. I almost, it was sealed. I was like, oh man, I would have opened it, but- There's like, a I mean, lot of world building that happens yeah. in Firefly. Anyway, though. does anybody own that encyclopedia? Tell me about it. I Lisa want wants to borrow it. <laughs> can you mail it to brooklyn please that would be great <laughs> um all right and then we're gonna get into uh deanna having a little dream um uh, where she's holding a baby yeah yeah what's that about also she sleeps naked i mean uncolonial one I didn't even notice that. <laughs> she was in. I love that you did. <laughs> she's in a bed. I think they all like sleep on Colonial One. It's Together? Some of them. It's it's Cylon orgies every night. Inconclusive. But okay. it, it looked very much like Colonial One. And she sleeps naked. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. I just. If Lucy, Lucy Wallace, Wallace is naked, I'm going to notice. Um, You're going to add it into the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just need a moment. And uh, you know who else has a bed on Colonial One is Guy Spalter. Yeah. And he's got a four poster wooden bed. Of course In he the does. middle of this ship. Yeah. How'd that, how'd that get there? Was that always there? Bed's a very important place. Maybe. I he mean, for me, the bed really is basically my entire room at this point. So <laughs> I understand the importance of a good bed. Fair. Said Fair. the woman who sleeps on a mattress on the floor. <laughs> It's so Brooklyn, your <laughs> life right now. <laughs> hey, I'm doing great. Yeah, you live in the dream. There's a very pretty tree in my window. Yes, we all are. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't New York life 
glamorous. Yeah, there were pretty trees out my window, and now there's a six-story building out my window. Well, there so we are. That happened in like two months. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, guys is having a little performance anxiety. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's like, oh, you don't have to like talk to me this way my ego is not so fragile as all that and it's like you have the most fragile ego (laughs) in the galaxy for sure my dude i mean i feel like there are some recent contenders that would uh (laughs) that would you know who's on your your list oh i don't know maybe a bit of a a bit of our uh president maybe a little bit of uh brett kavanaugh just saying also i don't know i don't think that you guys saw this but i dressed as brett kavanaugh for halloween yeah, it was very scary. Yeah. I, I mean, and it was funny because the people who got it really got it. <laughs> and the people who did not get it just were like, what? Um, so, uh-huh. yeah. But then, so, yeah, it was it was an interesting costume choice. It was a lazy costume choice, truthfully. I just had to print out a sign saying I like beer and wear a shirt and a tie. And drink beer, which and drink you're beer. good at. I'm really good at that. Mm-hmm. So, it was pretty good. All right. Definitely scary. Um, so, we've got this little, like... Trouble in Paradise mm. argument here between uh, Gaius and Caprica Six, if we're still calling her that. I think we I are. Think we are. New Caprica Six. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have this whole conversation about uh, just how everything's going. He's so snarky here. Like, how was your day at the office? My office. I know, it's so ridiculous. Also, can we do a shout out? I'm pretty sure it's here. When he calls Doral one of the Dorals. And I'm like, <laughs> they that do is that? not, like, I get it. They do that a lot in I this know. episode. There's a later part where um, uh, Ellen refers to, she says, one, one, of the, the one of the brother Cavils. And I'm like, wouldn't it be Brothers Cavill, like Attorney General? <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, one of the Dorals, it's like, surely they know their numbers and refer to them as such. I've like, been always very confused like, about the name and number situation because they all actually do have the same name, but not all of them have names. Like Six, Six doesn't have an, a real name, does she? I feel like I had this conversation with Melia before. Hmm. I don't know Six's name. Like we've seen different but iterations seen of Six with fake things. names. Yeah. Um, but they do refer to some of the other guys as like they're all brother Cavils or brothers Cavill mm, or Dorals. Mm. So and anyway. they never fully explain it, and I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, like if fine. you tried to get too deep into it, you'd poke a lot of holes. That's true. <laughs> whatever's I mean, going on there, which is very similar to a lot of the things. Yeah, yeah. fair. Um, there is, you know, a point though in this conversation he's having with, I guess, one of the Dorals about how if people had toilet paper, they'd be happier. And like, I don't think he's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, like the number one reason why I don't want to go camping is like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to pee outside. That's true. A bathroom situation makes people feel. I mean, peeing outside, I can do it's, It's the other stuff true yeah that's yeah no i went for pee to just like keep it safe oh Mm -hmm. like everybody poops true yeah do silence poop i don't know they 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 eat they must poop because they can eat they eat we see because there was silence that thought they were people yeah so there must if they were like i feel like a normal human but i never poop yeah exactly i think that they would know um (laughs) 
This is like <laughs> Do Androids Dream of Sheep. Is that the name of the book, Philip uh, K. Dick? Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do Silence Poop. Do Silence Poop Machine Poop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're going on a lot of tangents. Guys, you might are. be you might be in for a long ride. We here. haven't been together in a while. We got a lot to talk we about. We did go and see Samantha B. Well, we did right before the midterms mm-hmm. and she gave us hope and t-shirts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More importantly. It was lovely. T-shirts. Um, all right. So we've got this, this guy is 16. It's like they have this fight and then he's like, don't go. And she doesn't. And it's like, it's kind of sweet. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't ever figure out how I feel about them. Yeah. Me either. I, I, I like watching them. Yeah. Because that's the important thing. Yeah. And then uh, we go into Starbucks apologizing to Casey. Little Casey. Oh my for, God. For leaving her alone. Letting the way her this plunk ends, her head. It's very sad. It is. We're not there yet. I but know, but I feel like yeah, everybody listening has watched Oh yeah. Those two episodes. Well sure. And it's very sad. It's gonna be heartbreaking. Um but for right now she's just adorable and they never give her any lines and I think it's very smart. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh that was one of the things that um Mr. Moore said in the podcast was like, <laughs> like the the trick to working with kids is give them very little to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like the more stuff you give them to do, the less. So I haven't listened to his Battles of Galactica podcast because I was always worried about spoilers, which you claim there aren't none. Well, he is a little. I think he's a little ahead because mm-hmm. you know he knows how the series ends, so he'll like drop hints, and I think occasionally he m- makes a mistake and <laughs> talks about something. He has some scotch, and he forgets what's going on. Well, this is the thing a because I did listen to a little bit of his Outlander podcast mm-hmm. because I wanted to know what his podcast was like, and I wa- I did watch Outlander for like a minute, and then I got bored of it. It was very... It was good for a minute. Ro- romance novel-y. Yeah, me. which, I mean, it is a romance novel. I thought about buying it and reading it, and then I was like, mm, I don't think I can. But it is hilarious because the quality is terrible. <laughs> and he is literally just like, I'm drinking scotch, and I'm watching <laughs> this and making comments. And listen, we know we're the experts on terrible quality. <laughs> we we <laughs> are guess. becoming very good at we can spot it. We can. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was also an episode he did where his wife was there as well, who was a yeah, costume she's designer. Yeah, in the um, she's she's in the other the old Battlestar podcast as well, and she's usually just kind of in the background, like not knowing what's going on, but talking anyway. Whereas it's with Outlander, cute. she totally knows what's going on because she does the costume design, I think, or mm. something, and so she'd just be interjecting with stuff, and he like, no, that's not how it was. I'm just like, <laughs> I just feel like I'm sitting on the couch with them. Drinking. That's what you want, right? Yeah. You guys so want to feel like you're sitting in the bed with us having a beer, right? Yeah. Hey. It's totally normal. Hey. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I kind of loved Ronald D. Moore like so much more after I heard that. And so <laughs> I'm really keen to listen to the Battlestar Galactica one. I just didn't want to spoil myself. I feel like if you're very worried about it, maybe don't because he does drop li- tiny spoilers here and there. Yeah. Anyway, does, I would be keen to know if any of our fans listen to his podcast. Yeah, let us know if you've listened mm. to it. I can only find the first three seasons online, so for season four, I'll be flying blind. Okay. Um, yeah. Anywho. Have you listened to it, the first two seasons? No, I only found this. Look, uh, you're very thorough, and I wouldn't be surprised. 
<laughs> yeah, I just caught up last week. Um, <laughs> no, I only found them after we started this okay, project. Cool. So I have only listened to, I listened to a little bit from the first two episodes and I listened to the full oh, great. episodes. Yeah. All right. So we're going to have Deanna's going to see um, Amanda Plummer. <laughs> Amanda Plummer. <laughs> The random psychic. The random psychic. Wait, I wrote the name down. Dedona Seloy. Why? I wrote it down because... No, I mean, why this person? Why is it? No, actually... What is she? I believe she actually... That is the name of an ancient Greek, like, prophet or something. Oh, probably. No, he talked about that. I just forget what it actually was. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I love Amanda Plummer. Yeah, I just this character is just <laughs> so random to me. Uh, so she's like, "Oh, you must be terrified," and then she asks her for candy. I love that. <laughs> I mean, candy would be hard to come by in the future world, uh, particularly chocolate caramels. That's mm-hmm. a very specific. Do you candy. know what's weird? I've been craving chocolate caramel today. Maybe it's because I've watched this episode a couple times. Um, but I can't eat them in this you were country. You're like, I wish I had some chocolate caramels too, Amanda Plummer. Yeah. Wait, well, you can't eat chocolate caramels in America? I can't eat high fructose corn syrup. Uh, why did you move here? I'm so <laughs> glad you're here. But we literally, we Look, douse everything it's a in question. corn syrup. Are yes, you looking at the ingredients on the beer to make sure You know no what? The problem with beer is that they don't actually ever put it, but some beers do have corn syrup, but Chicago should be fine. What beers have corn syrup? Uh, a lot of them. What? Yeah, I know. Especially the cheap ones like PBR and stuff like that. Okay. They have corn syrup. Dear listeners, we're going to be looking into this. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a conspiracy. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but I do like this scene. I think it's very cheeky to have uh, Lucy Lawless come in and um, talk about how there's only one God. Because like, mm. I just watched through Xena. And the last like three seasons, there's this whole plot line of the death of the Greek gods and the rise of the one god. And mm-hmm. Xena kind of brings about the death of the Greek gods. Spoilers <laughs> for Xena. Um, so I, I just think it's cheeky casting to That's have great. her as a silent. Was it around the same time? No. Okay. Zena, oh, it Zena was, was in the started in like '95. I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No wonder why my memories of it are so vague. I just remember like hot women without many clothes that's there was that blonde chick as well gabrielle yeah Mm -hmm. Mm, i remember her i got my hair cut and i feel like i I could i could i could pass for gabrielle at like a (laughs) convention or something now that i've after she cuts her hair off let's do it let's you could be xena i could be xena Xena. i've got the curves all right let's do it it's a plan um This is the episode of Tangents. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, okay. So um, Amanda Plummer <laughs> tells Zena that here is alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she's going to hold her and no true love. But it's going to mean they're, they're going to lose all the amazing accomplishments they've had on New Caprica. So many accomplishments. What a loss. And Deanna, she, she tears up a little bit. Mm. She takes that really to heart. Um, okay. This is a scene I want your opinion on. We've got D and Hilo, like on the hangar deck, mm-hmm. and she is leaning up against something mm-hmm. and eyeing him. And he walks over. He's like, "Stop looking at me like that." And she's like, "Looking at you like what?" And he's like, "You know what?" 
like we're never going to see each other again. And I was like, oh, that's what? Because mm-hmm. they were making some serious eyes at each ah. other. Well, you know, it seems like Dee likes those basic white men. So <laughs> She do. Yeah. Maybe she just mixed mixed up her vanilla. She probably thought it was Apollo. <laughs> he was skinnier though. Or maybe she's just looking elsewhere. It just, it was such because a we flirty l- scene and I didn't understand why. Maybe they also had sex in real life yeah, i just like to throw that out there all the time just i the feel whole like, cast was I, feel like, I mean of course they were is it that's my understanding <laughs> of the world i just feel like you're making art together and then one thing leads night, to another they're all, they're all hot like of course of course they were fracking yeah they are all really cut yeah it's true um yeah i feel like I don't know. Dee really just married Apollo because she's secretly in love with Adama and she couldn't be with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We I, all know that. That's, that's our headcanon mm-hmm. and we're sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they were they just had a moment that I needed to call out. Um, also, sometimes, you know, you're in a relationship, but flirting's really fun. I flirt with everybody. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like, it's why actually working in a cafe is great. <laughs> it's like basically your job to flirt with everybody. Oh, flirting is with that everyone not at how my job would be disgusting. <laughs> I work at a seafood restaurant in Midtown. Oh, yeah. Oof. Don't do that. Nasty old businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have this uh, salt ritual that happens on the hangar yeah, deck. Yeah, I was real confused about it. Um, Although the background music was lovely. Was it the, more of the Celtic theme yeah, we hear yeah. through all of this? Um, I thought it was a nice, it's, I don't know, some tradition that they made up for when the two ships are leaving each other. Yeah. Look, uh, it was touching. But I was like, did they have to use the whole box? Like how much salt, how much like table salt do they have? Their food Again, is going to be so bland. Post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> how much sprinkle, stuff do you have? Sprinkle a little bit of salt on the ground and call <laughs> it a day. It's like tuck that box away. <laughs> Maybe they recycled it. Oh, that's gross. They all put know. their f- shoes in it. Oh, I didn't. Okay. Maybe they like they smudge the salt I mean, line post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or just don't waste it in the first place. I agree. Um, but it's a beautiful little poem. Um, a lot of their religious texts have a bunch of stuff about space in them. Like, Weirdly. Like they're ancient texts, but they're not so ancient that they hadn't discovered space travel yet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But I mean, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of... All of this has happened before and all of it has happened again. Indeed. Maybe the ancient people <laughs> were from space. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so then we've got uh, Apollo and Adama having this little goodbye moment. There's a plan where they're going to meet at the rendezvous point in 18 hours. We do have this rise of the like Celtic. I just mm-hmm. keep ri- writing it down as old-timey pipe music. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> it's about accurate. Mm-hmm. And Adama just breaks my heart in this scene. He's like, I'm getting old. I'm a, I'm a little slow, but I'll be there. Oh, <laughs> he's so great. Apollo he's wants to talk him out of it. And he's like, don't make me cry on my own hangar deck. I know that was beautiful. So Man showing emotion. Oh, so Edward hot. James almost. Yeah, he's so great. What are you doing to me? Um, <sighs> and I think that there's this moment that like, on another day, they might have skipped the formalities, but there's this, like, permission to leave the ship. Permission granted. Commander oh, yeah. Pegasus departing. Yeah. It's a, a big, big old moment. Um, and then we're back on New Cap. 
outside the medical tent, which is just splattered with blood. It's like mm-hmm. a Dexter scene in there. And Duck Cuddle. Duck Cuddle. I love Duck Cuddle. But before Duck Cuddle, we have Deanna interacting with Jake. The dog has a name. You got me. Wait. Yeah. 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 The dog has a name. I have name that in Jake. my notes. Ah! Which is, I have in my notes, the dog has a name. We almost lost some beer there. We Thankfully did, it was because empty. I had a mouthful, as you said, <laughs> Jake. Because I was like, my, yeah, my I had Jake. that also in my notes because I knew you would be excited that the dog had a name. Well, I'm just excited that like, I don't know, Deanna's super into the dog and I think it's kind of cute. She's like, we're all God's creatures in your eyes. <laughs> Um, so there's some scenes that, uh, Ronald D. Moore talked about in his podcast that didn't make it into these episodes and the previous two episodes. And one of them was Deanna walking by Jake and seeing that his dog bowl was flipped over and flipping it back over and ruining Mm. the signal, which was my concern about the signal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. So it was interesting. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But he has a name. His name is Jake, and he's the last dog in the universe, and I hope someone rescued him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they took him away with them. But given that... That's their most precious resource. Given that Xena is a fan, maybe when she stays behind with the baby... Oh, maybe she goes back yeah, for the dog? Exactly. And then there's a dog on the Cylon ship? Yeah. That's a series I would watch. Yeah. Jake the dog on a Cylon ship. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Coddle's been busy trying to save a five. Um, and mm-hmm. Deanna's like, cool, cool, cool. Hey, remember um, when you cremated that baby? Why'd you do that? <laughs> it's like the least stealthy mission anyone's ever been on. Yeah, it was good though. Mm-hmm. Um, and a fair question. Because totally that fair makes question. a lot of sense that yeah. he would keep it and dissect it. And I love that he's just like, oh, I just do what I'm told. And it's like, no, you don't. Yeah, no, she doesn't buy it at all. And she's got this great moment of like, like we're all the same on the inside. And she's smooshing the blood around. That's on so his creepy. Apron. It's really gross. Mm. Um, and then, oh, Brother Cavill had a hard day. Yeah. Yeah. He got shot and then yeah. he lay in the sun. And I, then he had a scratch open his carotid artery. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's hilarious. No, it's not funny. Okay, maybe it's, it's a little funny. Totally they all like, we're not gonna kill you. You'll just download it to another person. No, just suffer. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. They were it's gonna fair. kill all of them. Yeah, it's fair. I think it's, it's totally fair. Um, and I think this scene is definitely funny. Um, Good. Apparently, Sorry. you know. It apparently, actually, someone on Twitter was like, "I like Lisa's dark sense of humor." So right. we'll lean into that. <laughs> exactly. We'll lean in. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess for the Cylons, it's hurting them more and more now every time they download. Yes. It's not, not even worth it. Yeah. To keep getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> and Gaius has this like, I told you so moment mm-hmm. of how New Caprica is not working. Um, and they threaten to just nuke the city and be done with it. I mean, they've done it before. And we'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Sharon's like getting ready to infiltrate the, I don't know, <laughs> the silent offices or something. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got her dog tags on. She's she not will gonna not take them off. Take them off. She worked really hard. It's fair. To befriend Adama. So wait, she has a different call sign. She's not Boomer. 
She's she's gonna get well. That was the spoiler that appeared on Twitter. Is she's gonna get her call sign? I think in the one of the next few episodes. Okay, but they didn't actually do it yet. But yes, spoiler alert. Because I didn't remember seeing that in the episode, but I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. How Um. dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not observing. I honestly, I was waiting for it to happen in this episode because it seemed like the time for it but i think it doesn't happen until after they get back it's a long call sign athena yeah it's three syllables i feel like it should always be just one two? or two starbuck hot dog breeder track breeder <laughs> <laughs> and we can let her have an extra syllable she worked really hard for that too. look do you know what yeah we can apollo three syllables Okay, true. Okay, all right. All right, I'm wrong. <laughs> also, Rebecca, we'll 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 message you and you can have a different call sign if you so choose. We'll maybe we'll maybe we'll come up with another one by the end of the episode. Maybe or maybe we'll just do it in another episode if you're not happy with your call sign. Okay. Also on that, we are going through one by one of the people who uh support us on Patreon and uh letting them sponsor episodes and get call signs. But if you're waiting on a call sign and you do have an episode you'd like to give like us to give you one in, just let us know. What's do you have a call sign? Uh, I think when I mean I had a lot. I had a lot and I don't know what they <laughs> all are. I actually think I should go back and listen to all the episodes <laughs> from before because I feel like I had a lot of them. Yeah. I vaguely I listened to some of them. I mean and I, I feel like that, Tom just used to put them in the episode titles. I think it was Hot Dog One episode, which like is someone else's Yeah. But I was really into hot dogs, so I mean kind of a funny funny it's one it's a great name yeah so anyway i have a lot is the point there are many copies okay of my call sign i don't um, have any yeah oh well maybe yours should be breeder <laughs> no that's the opposite of what i am <laughs> <laughs> that's our name for you lot actually i feel like maybe our fans could you give you a call sign maybe but you might need one too if you can't remember yours look i'll go back all right, we'll figure it out. This is such a rambly episode. I'm sorry, guys. I think the bed is just this weird place where I'm actually like laying back right now with my beer on a pillow. <laughs> I could fall asleep. It's so comfy. It's really comfy. Yeah. We're making about as much sense as Amanda Plummer over here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Sharon's going for the launch keys. Um, meanwhile, they've got Ellen and they're going to keep her below until they figure out what to do with her. Yeah. Poor Ellen. And, um, Sam tells Sharon to keep an eye out for Starbucks because he mm. hasn't seen her in four whole months. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. Hopefully she's doing okay. Um, okay. So we've got this random little scene where, I mean, not that random, but Rosalind, uh, has Sam... And she wants him to protect Maya and the baby, who's the baby's name is Isis now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that didn't date. That didn't age well. That yeah, name. there's mm. a few. But I mean, that name is actually like historically, I think, quite beautiful. Oh, sure. I actually have friends called Isis. I think we discussed this in a previous episode. Um, unfortunate. I always try and call them Isil in my mind because I. Yeah, well, that's what. Obama that's what they calls are. them. Well, also. it's it's and I yeah, think it's Islamic yeah. Satan. Like they the call themselves Levant. ISIS, and we don't like give them that. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um, uh, yeah. 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 So, uh, 
It's just kind of because he's like, we're going to keep them moving. They'll never be in the same place for more than a couple of days. And it's like the rescue is happening in like a few hours. Mm. Like, mm. so one of the things that um, Mr. Moore talked about in the podcast is there was a deleted plot line um, where... Okay, so the Cylons came to the school where Rosalind was teaching, and they were taking blood from the children to go test it. Oh, shit. And it was like maybe they would have figured out uh, Mm -hmm. who Hera was. Yeah. And so they were originally supposed to hide her earlier. So I think that scene was filmed with that intention, and then never made it in. Um, There was also a deleted scene where they were taking Cylons and just imprisoning them somewhere and not killing them so Cylons were disappearing without re-downloading and everybody was oh, freaking out. Oh, that's really cool I'm though. really bummed that that didn't make it in because that's an awesome plot line. That is an awesome plot line. I think there was just too much. Also, these episodes were originally written as one episode which just seems insane to me. That is insane. There's so much that happens. There's so much that happens um, which is why we're going to be talking for the next five hours. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or until I finish this beer and then we're done. I'm out. Uh-oh. I still have a full one over here. Um, so Tiana's just walking around checking out random babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, there's a big important meeting uh, in one of the caves that the like the um, the resistance is using. Uh, Matthias is filling everybody in on what's happening. You get a small smile on your face every time you say Matthias. I love Matthias. <laughs> Matthias also, Ronald D. Moore said, was named for his high school. Hold on. It's at the end of my notes. Um, She just scrolled through so many pages of notes. I just thought that you should know. You guys. Uh, I have less. I have less than. (laughs) I have less than half a screen. (laughs) And I can't even see it from here. So I'm just going off the cuff. All right. I can't find it. It's named after somebody who was like a guidance counselor or something. Oh, that's nice. Ronald Moore went to high school. Um, any who? Uh, they We find out that the Pegasus is not going to be helping in the rescue. And Matthias doesn't know. She says, way beyond my pay grade. <laughs> um, they have this whole plan to get uh, the civilians out. They have an escape route. They've been rehearsing for this. Um, based on some fire and natural disaster drills. Ah, I just got in my head again visual, visual imagination. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the scene from Restless where they're doing the death of the salesman. Oh, in Buffy. I, of course, Buffy Jar. Yeah, um, I've been <laughs> and actually Buffy's acting is so good in that of her being melodramatic chick, and she's like. You oh, oh tell, do you want to hear it? Because I have it memorized. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kaylee, <laughs> go. But what else could I expect from a bunch of low rent, no account hoodlums like you? Hoodlums, yes, I mean you and your friends. You, uh, throw them in the... Oh, you can try I'm it again. So close. You and your friends, your whole sex, throw them in the sea for all I care. Throw them in the sea and wait for the bubbles. Men with your groping and spitting all groin, no brain, three billion of you passing around the same worn out urge. Men with your sails. It's so good. I've had it memorized for like a decade. That's amazing. And a uh, <laughs> great party trick. And uh-huh. it's totally I also worth Edgar the money. Pose the Raven memorized, but we don't have time for that. Uh, no, let's not do that one. <laughs> 
But I'm very impressed because it's one of my favorite like little Buffy moments. And yeah. that's what just came into my head when you said rehearsals. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're as hard of a Buffy fan as I am, I think. <laughs> if you, you just hear that word and you're like, I remember when Buffy had a rehearsal. Do you remember when Buffy had a rehearsal? <laughs> they did have a rehearsal. That was a problem. <laughs> well, they'd been rehearsing for ages, but Willow, she just thought it was trauma class. Continue. Oh, my. Okay. I'm, I'm so wondering what, na- what natural disasters, me too, what natural disasters they have on New Caprica that they would need drills for, but, you know. Is climate change happening there? Maybe. They, they haven't been there very long, but I bet they fucked some shit up already. <laughs> um, Classic people. And so this is one of the like TV tropes that I absolutely love where there's like a tiny woman surrounded by a bunch of military people and she's like giving them all orders and being like the most badass one in the room. Yes. Um, and here I'm talking actually about Rosalind and yeah. Matthias. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I love every iteration of it's that. It's so good. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's Maggie great. Walt. And, um, uh, Rosalind's just amazing in this episode. Uh, she gets their two best shooters to protect Maya and little baby Isis. Um, Hera. Little baby Isis, Isis Hera. We should probably just call her Hera. Heraisis? Heraisis? It sounds like a disease. It does. Mm. But isn't she? Oh. <laughs> real, help it. real dark. <laughs> <laughs> um... So <laughs> then Ellen gets accused. She's saying like, oh, really? I didn't do it. And then they're like, no, we found the map. And she's like, oh, okay, I did it. <laughs> um, and Saul just, oh, his acting and his one eye acting is so good. Mm-hmm. Like he opens his one eye so wide. You think that one's going to pop out too. Mm-hmm. It's. Um, oh, he's so good great. at this. He's the contender for MVP for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a few contenders in this e- yeah. in these episodes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Sharon's walking. She's she's getting to the facility. No one recognizes her. The plan's going great. She the the Cylon like vaults have just voice activation, which is fun. Um. She's she like, opens the drawer that. that she needs, uh, and then Deanna comes in and knows exactly who she is because the Cylons can do that somehow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I guess it's like if you're a identical I guess twin. if you're an identical twin, you always know which one is the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's not you. Maybe the parents of identical twins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've had friends who are identical twins and I could always tell okay. who was who. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had friends who are identical twins? I don't think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could always tell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Deanna tells Sharon that hair is alive. Um, and she kind of implies here that maybe Adama knows. So I, they're really leaning into does Adama know mm-hmm. or not. That's all also, shout out to Sharon for shooting off her kneecaps. She does. Um, and uh, Ron Moore said that was a tribute to I think Terminator Two. It's so good. Oh yeah. Are there some kneecaps that got that get shot off in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. After about it. it's like he promises not to kill anyone, so he shoots somebody in the kneecaps and says like hit live. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. I think that is definitely Terminator 2. Um, and thank you, because those are great movies. Yeah, I'm I due, love I'm, Terminator. I'm real due for a rewatch on those. Uh, be next next catch up. Or yeah. Um, and But Sharon's really convinced that Adama would not lie to her. Maybe he wouldn't. Terminator would be a great movie to do as a bonus episode. Let's think on that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Either one. They're, so, they're both so good. There's so many more than two. 
Yeah, but the two are the good ones. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm I'm loyal to the Terminator brand. Yeah. I watched them all. Yeah. Right. I don't mind the third one. It was okay. Claire Danes, man. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, actually. I love Claire Danes. Also, I'm sorry, hot fucking woman Terminator. Are you kidding me? <laughs> she's like a fucking supermodel. <laughs> she looks at a sign and she's like, hmm, boobs. And then boobs happen. Well, what yeah. technology? Yeah, exactly. Great technology. Mm-hmm. Continue. I would I would maybe get in on that. All right. Um, so Sharon succeeded on her mission and has taken the time to congratulate Chief on baby Nick. And she's like, hey, remember my dead baby? <laughs> <laughs> classic line to um, fix yeah yeah she's like did you actually like see the ashes did they really look like dead baby ashes or could they've been ashes from just anything like yeah i mean you can definitely tell the difference when you when you're looking at them i would think i've actually never seen human ashes up close so i wouldn't know no that was sarcasm okay yeah i, I don't know they probably do like ashes. maybe look different i don't, I don't know, know. If you've seen a lot of human remains, I guess call us. Yeah, Um, tweet us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So then, since Sharon's got the launch keys, they get word uh, from the listening raptor to the ship. Hilo comes in to Adama's office. He's all smiling. Sharon's got the launch keys, and Adama doesn't smile he doesn't even really look up he just smashes the table i know it's very intense i love his reaction so much <laughs> and like it's kind of the same with like cat and racetrack racetracks answers the phone she's like it's on and cats just sits there for him. <laughs> she just needs a she needs a minute mm-hmm. uh-huh in the mess hall um and adama comes into the cac and just like I think we're not a fancy enough podcast to have the ability to replay Adama's speech right now, but it's so good. Okay. You know what? I have a mouse now. This is a big difference. It's a game changer because my trackpad wasn't working before. <laughs> so let me see what I can do. All right. Uh, yeah. If we can't, just know that it's the most beautiful motivational speech that you need in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just picture in. So just pause us. Insert speech here if, um, <laughs> if it doesn't happen. But hey, let's see what we do. Yeah, if at worst we'll give you the um, the exact timing in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you can just cue it up for yourself. Um, but it's a beautiful speech, and then we've got condition one: stand by for combat jump. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Oh my goodness, we got through the first one. <laughs> How long has it been? I don't oh. know. Let's not look. <laughs> you guys have earned this. You have. We've been gone for so long. Don't you want to hear us talk? Feel endlessly. terrible. It has been a like a real struggle. It was a lot. It was. It was moving, moving houses. And and Halloween, obviously, which takes a, a lot of celebrating. A lot of celebrating. Mm-hmm. I had left all the podcast equipment in the Upper East Side. We had midterm the elections. L train doesn't run on the weekend. Yeah, that sucks for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, well, it's fine. Just not when you have to go in the rain to Upper East Side and get equipment. Yeah, no, so. then it's not fine. No. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're we're really sorry. We're we're back and we're so happy to be here that we're never going to let you go. Never. Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to get three weeks of us in a row (laughs) and you're going to be sick of us. It's going to be great. Yeah.
All right. So we're into Exodus part two. Woo! We've got Dee and Apollo on the Pegasus having like kind of a nice conversation. I think my notes just say I'm just leaning into it. Uh, is Dee is just everything. She is Also, though. I did quote Adama one line, immortality as only the gods once knew. Oh, so good. Very, so poor. I wrote peak Adama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good to see my notes. Uh, <laughs> They're very also, small and far away from you. They are. And um, I think oh, this is my tooth on the microphone again. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I think my notes are D is everything. Also, she's super into Adama. Yeah, also that. She's yeah. very like... You're an Adama, and that's why you're amazing. <laughs> like she <laughs> because you came from his sperm, and <laughs> you're kind of rubbish. But you're an Adama <laughs> who's age appropriate for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's totally into him. Totally. Um, but they have this like very sweet moment where like I don't know. We missed Dee and Apollo's honeymoon period if they had one. Like we saw them like when they were first getting together and then we came back and they were like married and he was fat and they were miserable. Yeah. You mean when they first got together when that woman came and held up the place and Billy died? That was their first date, I believe. Yeah. So they've been pretty much a train wreck from the start. (laughs) eh? (laughs) They're doing great. (laughs) Doing great. Um, Guys, I'm really sorry. I just smacked the microphone into my face again. I'm I'm really trying. We're gonna figure out. We're gonna get a little table or something for next time. So we oh can yeah, we're gonna have a bed table. Hit them into our faces, or we're just gonna hang them from. No, I, hopefully this is gone. That seems excessive. Uh, look, it, wouldn't it be cool if they just hung from the roof? <laughs> from hey. the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's a new, it's a new room. Anything could happen. All right, it uh, it does feel very studio like in here at the moment. It's very cozy. Um, but they're having this moment of like, maybe we're never gonna see Adama again, and who wouldn't be sad about that? Especially D. She's like, what the fuck did I marry? She's like, all? Lee, you mm. have to rescue him. <laughs> I love him more than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like right now. They're very focused on meeting with the rest of the fleet, mm-hmm. finding earth, mm-hmm. keeping it going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All very important things. Mm-hmm. But when have the Adamas ever let pesky things like that get in the way of saving the people they oh, love? Oh, well, yeah. Um, how, ma- he how, does much, how much of the fuel reserves were lost <laughs> looking for Starbucks? Yeah, it's a questionable plot mm-hmm. line. Um, anywho, uh, d- uh, t- <laughs> Apollo has this moment where he's like, did I ever tell you how proud I am to serve with you? And Dee's just like, yeah, no, you never did. <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't miss a beat. Yeah. Um, but they do. They have a little tenderness here, but I just, I don't think they have any chemistry. No. Not at all. I mean, they did have chemistry. Remember the classes when Early they were on. fighting and then there was like moments and then Billy would like just wander in and be like, hey, I'm uh, Billy. I guess you look like you have chemistry with anyone except Billy. Exactly. Oof. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for hating Billy with me. I don't hate him as a person, but I do hate him as a romantic interest. Yeah, he's Ugh. boring. Boring. Snooze. Um, okay. My notes are have become less specific. Oh, got it. The, so we're into the hard scene, which I think I didn't write. I didn't write down what's happening right now because I was sad about it. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I just wrote, gah. Yeah. I wrote, the fate of this whole city, someone's got to do it. It should be you. 
And then, like, she's right there, and they weren't talking quietly. That almost sounds like one of, um, <laughs> like, a, a, an erotic poem. <laughs> Except that it's the opposite of that. Yeah, y'all, if you're not listening to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, you probably just should so you understand half of the stuff that we talk about. Well, I mean, that's how we met. And also, Kaylee's going to eat ice cream with them next week. Make, you have to keep them there. They make cookie dough fudge mint chip ice cream, and they're bringing it to a bar in Brooklyn to eat with their fans because they're so great but then like four people were like after six and they were like we're gonna do it from four to five thirty and i'm like no i don't know keep them there save me some ice cream i probably can't eat it but we can try i'll try very hard to hold our favorite podcast host captive i think until you can make it to bring (laughs) that i was like i love you (laughs) so guys i'm creepy too we're all creepy. We're all creepy. If you want to come to Mission Dolores next Sunday and eat some ice cream, you can and meet Kaylee too. I'll be there, and Lisa will maybe be there late. I will be running from work. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're avoiding talking about this scene because it's so hard. Um, Ellen admits to getting, oh, getting the, the brother Cavill in charge to notice her the way that men notice her. Yeah. I didn't love that line, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's. I think, the only power that Ellen thinks that she has. Which is very sad. It is sad, because I think she could have been, like... A lot more. She could have been a lot more mm. if she believed in herself. Um, but she... I don't know. I believe everything she's saying here. That, like, she's always been kind of selfish and conniving, but she's always been on Saul's team. Mm. And she said she'd do it again. She'd frack anybody. She'd do anything. And he just like lets her talk and he knows what he has to do. And I had this like question of like, do you think that she knows what's in the cup? Yeah, I couldn't read on that. Like, yeah, I couldn't decide. Like there was a part of me that's like, maybe she knew what was in there. It It seemed really big of her. Yeah. If she did know to be like, she kind of did it. It could have played to where she lets him think that she doesn't know, but she really does know. Yeah. She's like, oh, yes, I am thirsty. Thank you. Yeah. I think what also is really interesting about this scene is like post like the previous episode where they were talking about civilian casualties and like the cost of war and like I guess that I respect Ty's consistency of belief. Yeah. Well, that's – I mean – I'm going to bring up the Ron Moore podcast Mm. again. He was talking about how Saul holds everyone to a really high standard. Mm. um, Everyone who serves with him and he kind of had to hold himself to the same standard Mm. and it's rough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, that's, it's so crazy. Like, yeah. And he's just, they're both so good in this scene, but he is so good in this scene that it just breaks your heart. Mm. He's just like, yeah, go to sleep. I love you. And he lays her down and he like lays himself over her body and Mm. just weeps. And it's, yeah, it's really heartbreaking. Pretty heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. I've obviously never been, you know, I mean, I've come to love the ties, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, this is pretty great. But yeah. sad. But yeah. like great acting. Great storytelling. And storytelling. Yeah. Terrible events. Um all right. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We are um we're in Colonial One and 
Gaius is drunkenly lecturing the Cylons again. Um, just another. He, yeah, he wants day. them to just go away and leave them alone. Um, and Deanna's kind of like. He wants them to be gone away. He wants them to be gone away from Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, brewery? Um, Half Acre, Half Beer, Acre Co. Beer Company from Chicago. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That we said the same thing. I just didn't say any ahs. You're like <laughs> half acre. I'm like half acre. <laughs> half acre. <laughs> Continue. Anywho. Um, so yeah, Deanna's like, oh well, you know what? You guys would tell your little stinky human babies how awful the Cylons were, mm-hmm. and within a couple generations you would come out into space and you would find us and you would try to kill us. Mm-hmm. So we have to keep you under control. Meanwhile, Gata is doodling. Mm-hmm. Gata doodle. You too, you doodle too. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's having a rough time. He doodled, it's like a tree with a giant Was sword he riding? out of it. And I took a screenshot of it and I'm going to post it. Could you please? Mm-hmm. Was He wasn't riding guys for Gata. Uh, maybe he's or the tree and Felix. Gaius is the sword. Yeah, maybe. Or like he's like Felix Bolta, just looking at what <laughs> it looks like. Or maybe like Mr. Felix Gaius Gator. Oh, Gigi. Maybe. We don't know. Mr. Felix Gigi for Gigi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, let's be real. And then I think that we conclusively learn in this episode that Gators completely was in love with Bolta. Yeah. Because he's so sad. More you get that hurt from more head cannon. Yeah, I yeah. mean, guys, you can't take it away from me. I will. I'll give it to you. Good. I will. Thank um, you. And nobody notices that everything outside is exploding until Gata looks out the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's Anders and his team. They're doing the explosions. They're doing, doing a great job. <laughs> Tori is ordering everybody around, and I just wrote yes. I love Tori. I love Tori in charge. Ooh, badass military bitches strike again, mm-hmm. or non-military bitches in just this case. Badass like, bitches. yeah, which makes you kind of even more badass because you weren't even trained for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, somebody called her ma'am, which I thought was interesting because everybody everyone, everyone in the military is a sir. Yeah, but I think because she's not military, or because the person who called her ma'am was not military, just we don't hear ma'am very often in the BSG universe. It's true. And I thought it was interesting. I feel like there was another show I was watching where there were all sirs. I like it. I like it when everyone's so. Mm-hmm. I think that's a Star Trek thing. I watched a little bit of. Um, I had a conversation. Which is the one with Jane Wave Voyager. I watched yeah. a bit of Voyager just for some Guys, Kate Mulgrew. I wanna like I wanna watch Star Trek so bad. It's, it's a just, lot. It's so overwhelming. It's how I feel about Doctor Who, but I started watching the new one because I wanted to watch for the Lady Doctor. I yeah. Think she's great. Okay, so maybe I should start that because that's the same with Doctor Who as well. I used to watch Doctor Who when I was a kid, but I don't really remember it. Yeah, my dad's a massive nerd. Where do you think I got it from? (laughs) Like, seriously, Monty Python, Doctor Who. My dad's like a super cool musician, and I am not cut from his cloth at all. No, my dad is not that. (laughs) My dad, like, I grew up with Monty Python and Doctor Who, and my dad used to have his friends over to play Risk, and, like, he's a full nerd. I love Love it. it. I I love love it. it. It's so good. I... I would have 
I would like to come hang out at your place. <laughs> hey, if my dad's ever in New York, we can totally hang out, right. watch. Uh, but anyway, he used to watch Star Trek, but I never like watched it consistently. But I've always wanted to watch it. Maybe we should watch it together. Maybe we should do a, a Star Trek. I feel like every episode we are doing another podcast, <laughs> which is like great, except <laughs> except we can't even get our shit together <laughs> to do this one. <laughs> Pretty much. But um, hey, I would totally do a Star Trek podcast. So just be careful uh, what you wish for. Anywho, I think I remember Janeway saying like, oh, I know it's protocol to call me sir, but I don't really like that. And you can just call me captain. Like you can call me ma'am if you like must, but just refer to me as captain and i thought that was cool yeah um so i think it's a star trek thing to to have a gender I mean, people don't really star. say ma'am that much in australia it's they a don't. real american thing oh interesting Even it sounds weird with an australian accent ma'am what do you call like what's your if you're like hey lady like what do you say i don't even know <laughs> I, I i can't even remember australia was so long ago <laughs> <laughs> been here for how many months like five <laughs> um six no five uh yeah i don't know but i just feel like ma'am especially like it sounds really nice with an american accent especially like a southern american accent ma'am yeah like <laughs> there are some words that just work really well with an american accent interesting i don't find I feel like americans are a little bit more like respectful in this way of ma'am and sir and oh yeah but it's it's, it's a old. fake respect oh, for sure. yeah especially it's, from it's the south. surface respect oh the south is like they invented like oh bless your heart oh yeah yeah trust me australia's pretty good at that too like <laughs> passive aggressive bullshit yeah uh-huh. that's great yeah yeah we do that here too yeah. sometimes we just do aggressive bullshit oh no that's why i like new york <laughs> people like new yorkers are mean i'm like Damn, New York is just, they tell it like it is. We don't have time to be funny fake. and fake. Yeah, it's, I, it's a different kind of... Anybody got time for that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So, you know who doesn't have time? All these people escaping this planet <laughs> right now. There are weapons under the pyramid court. That was pretty clever. Yeah. Because they were always on top of that pyramid court. So no one would become, come sniffing around it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam's team is heading to the detention center. Will he find Starbucks? Probably um, well. Yeah, probably. Pro- probably well. Will she be horribly traumatized? Probably. And a little bit Stockholm syndrome? A little yeah, bit. Yeah. Totally. Um so this is the we get to the drill finally that we saw them practicing in one of the last episodes, um, where they're uh they have decoy drones that are supposed to make it look like Battlestar and Pegasus are here in the atmosphere, but mm-hmm. they're actually not. Um I went back because I suspected, and this footage is definitely the footage where Kat goes, like, now, now, now. It's the <laughs> exact same footage. Okay. I just reused it. Oh, well, why not? Well, why it's not? Right there. Saving a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so My note says, explosions. Trixie Drones is acting like Battlestar. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they've got all the Cylons are staying on Colonial One and everyone's like on the phone trying to figure out what's happening. It feels very realistic, like mm. very human, like mm. now realistic. It's like, I don't think, I think this was definitely like the end of last season where like right in the middle of battle, there was just a guy on a phone, but like an old timey mm. phone. Yeah. Just making a call in the <laughs> middle of battle. And I just still hey, want to know hey, who mom. he was calling. <laughs> no, but like it was so random, like. 
I still don't know what happened. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. I I wrote down part of James Callis' speech, which says, Buried like the cities of old, consumed by the wrath of God. And I wrote, only James Callis. Oh, he's so good, though. He's Have you seen so 12 Monkeys? good. You know he's I haven't. That. He's great. You should watch it. I know. That's one of the ones that I know I'm supposed to watch. Yeah. And they're like, Adama's back. Wow. Yeah. So exciting. Okay. I love I love this episode. I want to make it clear that I love this episode. I can't tell. <laughs> I'm having a great time. And yeah. Yeah. And it's lucky that this is the longest podcast ever. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you have a lot of time to talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the raptors fire their drones and then they cut and run once the silence launch their raiders. And meanwhile, Kara tries to escape with Leo and, and he fucking punches her out, leaves her on the floor. Of course he does. Of course he does. What a champ. Because he loves her, Kaylee. Yeah, that's what love looks like. That's yeah. what love looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, uh, Tom and Rosalind are escaping. And Tom's like, come this way. And Rosalind's like, oh, no. My ship's over there. Like, oh, my God. She has a moment. Leaving with Col- without Colonial One. She has a moment with, with Colonial One. I love it. And Zarek is like, hey, you, random guy. And it's Jammer. And he's like, what? I didn't do anything. What? I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally not suspicious at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, and he just is like, get the this president to her ship. She's got to go. Mm. Um, Did Zarek, why aren't you going with her? That's my question. Yeah, why? Yeah. Make sweet, sweet love. I love that. Dare not speak its name. <laughs> um, the our, our, the the black salon who never gets any dialogue gets some lines in this episode. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job, guys. Um, and then we've got. I had the captions on while I was watching this part, and it just said galactica plummeting (laughs) (laughs) is that a sound (laughs) apparently yeah they were nominated for sound effects yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. um can you recreate that sound i think we need to do it together i don't even know what i don't even remember that i don't know either what is i feel like the massive ship sound like when it's like there's no sound in space wasn't that the whole thing with galactica or with Firefly. Well, I think that's the thing with like every space movie ever. But but there is, in is this a Firefly case, Galactica is plummeting to. Oh, in within the they're atmosphere. very much within. Yeah, yeah. They're like t- like it's pretty intense. Probably yeah. a mile above the atmosphere. They're very close to the surface. Yeah, I don't understand miles, but yeah. Um. Oh yeah, you have that whole metric system that makes logical sense, and oh, we're yeah. like we measure things by our feet. <laughs> Fahrenheit <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> oh yeah, what's boiling temperature? I've asked people this. Americans are like, I don't know. Do you know what boiling temperature is in Celsius? One hundred. Do you know what freezing temperature is? Zero. What a great system. Yeah, I have no idea what boiling temperature is. Exactly. It's when the America. It's when the hotter the when the <laughs> water gets hot enough to boil. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> What did I do? Where did I move? Oh, we reel backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Galactica plummets. There's this epic music. They're launching vipers into the atmosphere, which I guess this was the point of this was so that they wouldn't be caught on radar by the silence. Like they just didn't they jump like. <laughs> 
they jumped like so close to the surface yeah, yeah. that I think they would have skipped. Yeah, yeah. They would have missed the song. It's very clever Adama tactics. Very clever and very dramatic. And they jump away like before they hit the ground. And the um, the the guys on the ground are like, hold fire. There are vipers. We're going to be saved. And they take out the guard tower. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. It's, it's really good. Um, and then Sam made it to the detention center and he has to open like two doors and then there she is right there i mean (laughs) didn't have to look that hard nope but also like all the feels so many feels (gasps) they can join their tattoos up again yeah he she's knocked out so he like (laughs) throws her over his shoulder um and it just it seems a little odd that that they're releasing like a whole bunch of prisoners from also where Starbuck was being held, but it seemed like she was being held very separately from mm, everyone else. Mm. So I don't know if that totally checks out, but anyway. Um, on Galactica, Adama's bandaging his hand. Um, they, like their plan kind of worked. The Raiders are scattered. They're trying to draw the base stars away. So um, the like civilians on the ground can escape in the ships. And then, oh no, it's not too... Cylon base stars, it's four. <laughs> <laughs> Again, guys, I wish we had video. <laughs> that was just great. Um, maybe we have to do a video episode. Maybe for Kaylee's facial expressions. We'll do uh, one of those Facebook live videos. We'll do that I hear so much about beers and beats in bed on film. <laughs> <laughs> okay guys I was trying to come up with another make a lesbian porno there's no what's happening no matter how much you want it <laughs> it's not gonna happen but um, we will maybe record one episode in bed in bed with Kaylee and Lisa <laughs> <laughs> wait talk for a second I'm gonna open this beer <laughs> I don't have anything to say although I will say that uh, one thing consistent about the podcast hosts that um, I have had is that y- y'all drink really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, Melia, too, would but have. But I'm feeling it already, so. You yeah, know. so you're both lightweights. Who Are you slowly. done? Do you want to uh, share this one? Look, I'm not far off. Okay. <laughs> when this is empty, I'll I'll be reaching for right. yours. Come, come and get it. <laughs> um, so yep. Adama's like. Lines from our porno. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the penultimate moment of this episode and we're like eh. <laughs> um adama's like we can't hold off for and they're trying to patch up the cic and patching up their people but the jump drives are down and then adama just has this moment of like that's it it's very titanic it is like he's going down with his ship yeah like one of those musicians yeah exactly mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what came into my head at that point it was like just the musicians playing as a ship goes down oh i got a little teary yeah it's very sad well it's a beautiful he's like that's it it's been an honor Mm. and this is also a moment that uh ronald d moore spoke a lot about that it it speaks to adama's character Mm. so much that like this is the moment when he's faced with death and mm. that's what he does. He takes a quiet moment of reflection mm. and he tells the people around him it's been an honor. What a freaking hero. I mean, I feel a little teary. Do you feel a little teary? I'm not going to lie. I was bawling when I watched <laughs> so this sad. episode the first time. Mm. Um, and we have this beautiful shot of um, just sort of like the 
air quotes camera pulling mm. out as the um the Cylon base stars like take Galactica and then who's firing on the base stars <laughs> I was letting you pause for dramatic effect <laughs> I paused too long um, <laughs> it's the Pegasus you know because it comes on screen and says Pegasus on the side of the ship yeah just to make sure we know what it is <laughs> and Adama has he's like damn you Lee and then two seconds later he's like thank you Lee <laughs> he loves it um, and he knows like right away what Lee's plan is yeah. that he's sacrificing the Pegasus yeah um and Dee's like, we won't last long in there. And he's like, no. And then they looked at the massive glass doors. <laughs> One last time. <laughs> <laughs> like, this ship is impractical. Let's destroy it. Yeah. Um. So Sam has Starbuck and she's like, oh, put me down, put me down. And they kiss and it's beautiful. And then she's like, where's my daughter? And he's like, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's fair <laughs> if he's a little confused. Uh, pretty fair. Yeah. 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 Um, he's like, oh, so you're crazy now. Great. It's fine. I mean, she's it's, got both her eyes. Like, she's doing okay. Good. Yeah. As I mean, far as people who have been held by the Cylons go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Deanna d- decides she's going to be the one to stay behind and set up the nuke, which she can do because she's a Cylon and she will just download after she explodes. Um, Explodes. Mm-hmm. It's a technical term. <laughs> <laughs> and they invite Gaius along on the silent ship. They're like, you were right. All of your whining and bitching and drunken lecturing uh, right. has led us also, to believe that you were right. kind of Six's pet. Yeah. They're just, I don't know. I I wouldn't kill James Callis. Nobody would kill James Callis. No, of course not. Of course they're bringing him on the ship. Mm-hmm. What a peach. Um, and he's just like, I want to sit here and die. And then who comes in? Gaius. No, he is Gaius. No, it's like the future Felix Bolter <laughs> is what I was trying to say. <laughs> but I got confused. Well, there's no way to... That's, you know, the, patri- the patriarchy is if it was a woman, she'd be like, I'm the future Mrs. Gaius Baltar. But you can't say I'm the future Mr. Gaius Baltar because that's just... You can't. Gaius Baltar. Nope. I mean, maybe. Okay. The future Mr. Felix Bolter <laughs> comes in and he's like, I believed in you. I am so hurt. <laughs> you were supposed to do things. And I'm like, oh, sweetie. Oh, he believed in the Classic dream. Classic case of just being blinded by the D. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have blinded by the light in my head. Blinded by the D. Exactly. It's exactly what came into my head. And we are equally crazy. But what a line here. He's like, oh, you believed in the dream of Gaius Baltar. Booze, pills, hot and cold running interns. Mm -hmm. He's so jealous. Mm -hmm. So jealous. So jealous, guys. And also, what a line. Like, he's been practicing this speech for a while. Oh, my gosh. In front of his mirror. In front of his mirror. He was like, I'm going to look so badass. Interns. No, hot and cold running interns. (laughs) It's punchier. It's going to be better. <laughs> uh, and you know what Geist does? He comforts him. Yeah. So there's no shame in being an idealist. No. And I Gata, mean, Gata 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 takes doesn't the bait. know anything about it. 
but like <laughs> theoretically there's nothing wrong with it right he and then of suspect. course felix sorry i just have to call him felix forever <laughs> is like oh okay of course you would go and save the day because you're my hero you can stay behind and try to redeem yourself you have one chance don't fuck it up yeah exactly what a scene he is and i wrote down that he's tearing up in this moment oh it's very emotional it's very emotional this is the man he loves Mm -hmm. um but also gaius like he's still just trying to save his own ass of course that's all that he's i mean he's gonna die regardless so I mean, no, he doesn't have to. No, they got they got him a place. It's they true. Got him a, his four poster bed is just waiting <laughs> on the Cylon ship. All right. Meanwhile, the fleet is jumping away. Lee, um, we find out left all the Raptors and Vipers to guard the civilian ships. So, like, they are. He was still being responsible. He was being responsible. Unlike him and Adama, when Starbuck went missing. Right. Yeah, he actually had more of a clear head in this case yes um and they have to abandon the ship and he takes a sweet little moment where he's the last one in the cic before he goes out the panel of glass doors Mm -hmm. that all have to open at the same time Mm -hmm. and he thanks the pegasus yeah and i thought that was very sweet it was sometimes i used to do theater and sometimes i would thank the theater before i left after the last show and that's clearly the same thing it's exactly the same thing, and I'm embarrassed for you, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> how anyway. I have a friend whose favorite line is just like, how embarrassing for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just such a good one-liner that you can just say to things. Like, uh-huh. I, I had this really funny moment the other day where um, uh, there was a, a person, a guy across the bar, who I thought was very cute and mm-hmm. um, I thought that he was with somebody Kay. and then as they were leaving, uh, she made a comment about being a wing woman and I turned around after a few wines and was like, wait, are you single? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, damn it. I was totally going to hit on you. <laughs> uh, anyway, we went on a date yesterday, so that was fine. Oh, Worked so like not embarrassing for you that actually I know, that but story ended well. What I what I told my friend, he said, "How embarrassing for you?" And I was like, "Actually, it's probably not the smoothest thing I've ever done, but it but did it was work successful." Out. It was. Turns out so being matters awkward in the end. and a little tipsy can work out well. Yeah, mm. well, that's what our whole podcast is about. <laughs> So. Definitely on the yeah, I, yeah. awkward. Little Wait, let's go across the road for some mac and cheese after this. Shout out to Humboldt and Jackson, my local bar. Hooray! <laughs> I could use some mac and cheese. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Pegasus. Before they take it out, it uh, they ram that bitch right into a silent base. It's star. crazy, and I love it. And then a whole part of it breaks off and takes out another base star. It's great. And you know who's like, that doesn't make any sense? Ronald D. Moore. But he was like, <laughs> I don't care. It was so sweet and so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ronald D. Moore. He's a real MVP. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm so glad that I found his podcast. No, because like later? really, like seriously, I just, I just am He's a fan He's given of us so many gifts. 
And I just, I just love how unprofessional it is. <laughs> like, I mean, I assume his battle style one is like his Outlander one, and it's just like he's like, I've got my scotch, mm-hmm. and I'm watching the episode, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna say things while it's running. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all I want. Yeah, um, yeah. So they take out two of the base stars, and then okay, so Starbuck is running back. Sam is running back directly behind her. They but takes a while. Somehow takes five minutes oh, to longer. catch up oh my god this is this scene is fucking horrible i this can't even scene is a lot so is it a prophecy if you just tell someone over and over you're gonna do this thing and then finally they do it is that a prophecy uh no no that is just this is just terrible and then specifically requesting that they do it uh yeah yeah it's <laughs> like you're gonna say it, you're gonna say it, and then you're like you have to say it or i'm going to kill your daughter yeah, or but like the threat was. I don't know. I feel like she didn't. She didn't have to do the whole thing. Like she had the knife already. She had Casey. I think she could have just stabbed him, unless she really needed him to get so close that he was making out with her m- multiple times. That was a lot of making out. It was, and a it was kind of hot because, as much. we know, Starbuck has chemistry with everybody, with anything. Yes, anything, anything, anyone. She would have chemistry with a centurion. She would have just any, yeah, any. Being. There's just chemistry with all the things. Mm-hmm. So like, it was still hot, and I was like, "Damn it, this is kind of hot," but like, I was so sad. But also gross and gross. Um, but it was still hot because Cara Thrace. <laughs> I can't, I can't argue with that. I'll watch her make out with anyone. Um, but there is this moment where you're kind of like, did she like a little bit? Nah, she's, mean this? Nah, I mean she might have meant it, but it's because she's crazy. True. Mm. And then stabs him, twists that knife. It's like, I think before that she's like, "Was it everything you thought it would be?" Mm. Oh my goodness! And little Casey is just like wide-eyed, staring at all of this. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Um, and then shout out to Casey's childhood trauma, by the way. Yeah, shout out to Casey's future therapist, mm-hmm. space therapist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So Sam took his sweet ass time getting two doors down the hallway. And then also didn't see the make out. Did get conveniently. Um which I think is fine that he didn't witness that, but there's no explanation for why it took him so long to go like No. It didn't several make sense feet to me down a hallway. Mm-hmm. Um she scoops up Casey and she's like, I'll explain later. Yeah. Yeah. Um so Deanna goes back to uh to find amanda Plummer because she wants to call her out for being a liar because mm. she ain't found no baby mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but then isn't isn't there a little baby crying yeah yeah so Gaius finds a baby like under the mother um now like here's my thing okay Gaius and six had this whole thing about like having a baby blah blah blah, blah. sure sure and then all of a sudden he's just like happy to palm off said child to like Tiana. Well, they're I think they're all going to the same place. So that's part of it. My understanding was that Diana was just staying on New Caprica. No, Diana was going to, but then that was the whole thing is she's ah. not going to nuke the planet anymore now that she has the baby. Mm-hmm. I don't think the baby would resurrect. A half human, half Cylon was would not resurrect. No, but I understood she was just going to stay there with the baby by herself forever. No, I think she's going to take the baby to the okay ship. 
my misunderstanding. That would be weird if it was just her and the baby on a deserted yeah, planet that's what I with thought. no resources. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was confused. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Continue. Uh, but I think this is the first time that Head Six shows up in a, in the same scene with Caprica Six. Am I wrong about that? She pops in like, oh my god, guys, that's the baby I told you about. And then Caprica Six walks right over. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's a baby. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. Mm. Usually they're not together. Um, so I don't know. That's interesting. It's a beautiful scene, kind of. There's so much debris. It looks like it's snowing. And yeah, they're like, Deanna's not going to destroy the planet anymore. So um, we're done. We're done. And, and also, we're going to go home to our silent ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without Gator. Hmm? Without Gator. Yeah, they're going to be um, separate. Separated. Forever. So tragic. Mm. Forever? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Their love will bring them together. <laughs> and then you know what happens? Rosalind takes her ship back. She's real fancy about it, too. She is. She walks in slowly. She does not care. Mm-hmm. That they gotta like nah, haul ass like, and get out of there. She sits down. She sit unwraps her little notebooks. Mm-hmm. She takes a moment. And she's like, "Okay, I'm ready." Yeah, I love it. It's so good. It's so great. Um, and then they're back on Galactica. Mm-hmm. Chief thought Starbuck was dead. Starbuck's like, "So did I." And then they're like, "Oh, who's this little baby kid?" And she's oh, like, "Oh, this is so heartbreaking." This is, and then, wow, that that woman was well positioned to recognize Look, her daughter. It's a real coincidence, I guess. You would recognize your daughter, but also oh, like, sure. so our timeline thing checks out. But right. like, frack, Kara's mm-hmm. face as well, just like so it devastating. Is, it is devastating, and um, so I'm gonna, I, I. I feel like this verges on gossip about actors' lives, and I wouldn't always do that. But there's this podcast that Mary McDonnell herself has where mm-hmm. she interviewed um, Katie Sackhoff. Mm-hmm. And Katie talked very openly, as though she's talked very openly about this before, that she can't have children. Oh. And I think it's like, it's it's been something that she's been dealing with for a while. So I don't know. I just feel like this scene must have been, if she knew at the time, mm. which I, I'm not sure, um, this scene would have been very hard for her. Yeah. I well, imagine. Regardless of whether or not she knew, like it definitely showed on her face, like the pain of like, yeah, thinking that was her child. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, what a dark way to end the episode. It was a very, I think she played it, subtly which was no but that's the thing the is right it was so subtle yeah but so obviously painful yeah uh and then the tie like oh not all of us made it kind of line is mm-hmm. also pretty devastating yeah it's too. a very bittersweet victory yeah where i think adama just wants to like be quiet and be with his people who have mm. suffered and they're like no we're gonna lift you up on our shoulders and yeah. parade you around and everyone's gonna cheer and within that shot you see heartbroken Gata mm. and you see Starbuck without her child and you see Ty without his wife mm. or his eye mm. and um, it's it's real bittersweet it's yeah but beautiful and people have been through a lot and then Adama shaves off his mustache he does and I wrote 
No, not the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I love Adama's mustache. Also, they kind of only had one shot to do that, right? Eh? Yeah. Like, that was a real... He just really shaved his mustache off on camera. Yeah. So, you know, they got it right. Um, but then we've got our beautiful old-timey pipe music, and the ship again. is hopping again. And I'm so excited for the next episode, and I'm actually really glad that the next few weeks... We're going to be banging him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve, the guy who said <laughs> that I watched him ahead of time. I haven't seen the next one yet. How dare you? Rude. Um, my last note just says, Adama, I love you. And I don't remember writing it. Oh. But it's true. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. true. As he's got his, He's got his ship back. He's got his people back. He did it. Yeah. Um, how are our uh, Cylon counts and oh, I have uh, it our for front counts? I have it for these episodes. I, I slacked on the last ones. Uh, so it's unlike you. <laughs> it is. Except that I get so into the episode that then I have to be like, like I get so into a scene and I'm like, oh wait, did anyone say frack? I have to go back and watch <laughs> it again. Um, that's really what it's like to be me. So in part one, we have like five fracks in a row from chief right mm-hmm. at the beginning of the episode we've got one from uh cavill and we've got one from saul part two not a ton of fracks we've got one from ellen one from gata and one from deanna that's okay. it i mean ellen the whole three of those people had to ride to frack and i like part of me wants to start taking into account the different uses of frack because when ellen says it she says i'd frack anyone mm. and she's like very much using it mm-hmm. not as a curse word there she's mm-hmm. using it as like a descriptive word a twist mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um as far as silence go we pr- pretty much count. got all of them I I took account in the first one, Centurions, Sharon, Brother Cavill, Deanna, Caprica Six, Leoben, Boomer, Doral, and then we have all the same ones um, in part and two. The and also Simon, mm. who is the black Cylon, who never gets any love. But he got lines. He got some lines. So that's good. He got something to do. Great. Yeah. Um, and so shout out again to Rebecca Breda Wood, who <laughs> needs to tell us if that name's okay. And, Really, no shame if not. It's just too funny to not. It's a hilarious call sign. It's a great call sign. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, uh, I, giving it to you, I feel like I should um, have given it to myself. You want to be the breeder? <laughs> no, I want to give it to Rebecca because I'm generous. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for your support on Patreon and thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. Uh, it's very helpful. Um for us and we're gals living in New York City and our mattresses on the floor. Um, we will be back next week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. I feel like we need a proper sign-off. We do. We do. Um, open to suggestions from our Like a fans. So Say We All or a... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a bit basic, isn't it's it? It's real basic and like you have to say something before you say So Say We All. Exactly. Uh, so for now, just like have a fracking great week and, yeah. uh, we will see you next time. Cheers. So say we all. <laughs> <laughs>